Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Episode 25 is brought to you by Noir Caesar, William Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. As always, I am Big Z, and I'm here with my co-host, E-Rock. Happy New Year, E-Rock. Yeah, baby, it's finally over, guys. Everything's back to normal. You can go back to your normal lives. Uh, head out to the rooftops. Uh, let's go out. Wait, what? What? It's oh, oh, still here. It's still... Oh, hey guys, uh, we got a great show today. Um, <laughs> things are still happening out in the world, in the world but guess what? Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, a Bears victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, the long neck freak uh, Mike Glennon. Yeah, we made them look like pussy cats. <laughs> <laughs> go cats! <laughs> go cats! Oh man, but yeah, we have another action-packed show for you guys today. This is our New Year's show, so we're going to do a little retrospective uh, at the end of the show, talk That's about right. uh, everything that went down this year. Um, we got a couple things to talk about with the Bulls in our loop segment, and of course, we're going to talk to uh, Will Brown and uh, do our three-and-out segment about this win. All right, man, I can't wait to get, get into some Bears talk again. How many wins is this? Three? Uh, it's enough. It's enough wins right <laughs> not now. Not yet, not yet, not yet. We got to see what the Packers do tonight, so by the time this comes out, we'll kind of know what our fate's going to be coming yeah. up on uh, Sunday. Yeah, but first, this is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. So, E, what's going on on the north side? Any uh, any news? Any hot stove? Hot stove, cold stove, you know, cold stove, creamery, whatever you want. But uh, uh, a little bit of talk about you, Darvish. Uh, Padres are sniffing around trying to see uh, if maybe he's going to be the one of the key pieces of them trying to win a chip. Well, the Padres are built to win now. Mm-hmm. And their roadblock is the Dodgers, the national, uh, I mean, the, 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 the world, world champions. champions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you know the Dodgers dominate that division, and now they have the finally have some competition. Yeah, I mean the 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 Padres have definitely been putting pieces together over the past couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. They look like they're they're getting ready to really kind of steamroll. I I don't think I I think if they would have had enough time this year in the the short season, if they would have had a regular season, uh, they would have been more competitive with them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Padres have always been like the redheaded stepchild in California. That's because of their ugly uniforms. <laughs> Hey, man, if Tony Gwynn can hit in those uniforms, anybody can hit in those uniforms. You can hit all you want. It'll make them pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so anything went on the south side, man? Uh, on the south side, the White Sox uh, are anticipating the signing of uh, Yolki Cespedes. So um, he's, yeah. Yolki, I'm guessing, Cespedes. Yolki Cespedes. He's the number one international free agent before the White Sox snatched him up. He's, is he related to uh, Jonas? Yes. Okay. So is he's like half stepbrother or something like that? Okay. You know, you know, seven degrees of separation. You know, Poppy's Rolling Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he can't officially sign until January, but all signs point that he's joining the White Sox. That Cuban connection, that Cuban culture, is bringing in these players. They're saying, "I want to play with my countrymen. I want to play for what's what seems familiar." 
Yeah, I mean, and that's that's again why a guy like Abreu is so incredibly important Agreed. to this Agreed. team. Yes. And the thing is too is that you you got to realize is that not only that, but it also brings in a lot of fans that might be Hispanic, might be Mexican, might be Cuban, might be Puerto Rican uh, throughout the the city. So you got that bond. You know what I mean? Like where where hey. If he needs a translator and it's English, Spanish to English, bring him in. Let's go. <laughs> hey, man, hire me. I'll translate. There we go. Some of those guys are horrible. That is that that is true. Especially, There's a lot of backward stuff. But, I mean, look, we were just talking about, I think, the most exciting thing that we're looking forward to is going to be baseball season. So I'm excited yes. to see these guys that they're bringing in and see what's going to happen. And we still don't know what the start date is because of, they're just trying to manage uh, the start day, when, you know, spring training, all that stuff. There's no start date yet. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think a part of that, too, is to see – you know, our fans going to be available to come well, in. Not just fans, but I mean, do we have to sit here and worry about our players going to be able to get vaccines? You know, are we going to? And the, I think on the, are they going to be required to? Well, I mean, more than likely, more yeah. than likely, because they're going to be around each other and things like that. But I think one of the next steps that you're going to see is fans somehow taking like day of COVID tests, or at least being able to, having to prove that yes, within the past three days, I've passed. I have a clear COVID test. I have a negative COVID test. Right. I think yeah. that's going to be the step. Can you imagine going through like security and then you have to pop out your phone in your, in your My Health app? You're like, yep, <laughs> I am negative. Some type of certification or something. Yeah, where they scan it to make sure it's real. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and and that's just the point where we're at. I think, I mean, you look, we, we've, we've all, all been through 2020. This has been a wild year, wild season for every sport that was out there. Yep. But I, I think we're learning things as we go about what's going on with COVID, coronavirus, and we we have a certain expectation of how people are going to react or are going to react to it. So you know you could see young healthy people get sick and kick the bucket. You can see old people who are not that great get it and not kick the bucket. Yeah. And so you you know you don't really know right now, but we're at that point where like well you know ninety nine percent and I'll be fine, and then next thing you know you get sick. So I think that's the big thing is that. I'm not saying that it's, you know, this crazy thing, but you still have to kind of keep it in the back of your head and not go crazy. Yeah, well, the only thing is you want to take care of the person next to you, essentially that. You know, whether it's your family member, a friend, or, you know, the random person that's going to be sitting next to you right. if you attend the game. You know, you, you're required to wear a mask. It's not for your safety. It's for everyone else's safety. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that at the end of last year with the NBA bubble, you had zero positive tests because everyone was in the bubble. There was right. no, no tests coming in that were positive, and no one in the bubble was, was positive. When they came back, they had something like a 10% or maybe a little bit higher positivity rate. So that's where you're going to start to see complications with right. players coming back. These, these guys travel coach. They don't travel private no. planes. No. Well, I mean, I, I I think a lot of times they would have to. Well, now you're going to have what's to. What's going on? Right. But especially a basketball team's not that big. You right. Know what I mean, so you can kind of jet set a, a little bit. A baseball team is a big difference. A baseball yeah. team is a big big difference. You know. So I mean, that's that's the thing that we're looking at. So that's going to be a big um, hurdle. A, a hurdle for all teams to get over. And that's going to make a bit significant difference on what we're going to see on the field too. I think that's what I told you before when everything happened. All that, all that noise, all the thing that, all the noise that they were pumping into the stadiums. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were against it, but I'm like, look, I'm not staring at as a player. I'm not staring at the stands, but that sound helps. Oh, right, it helps. It makes me. It puts me in the atmosphere that I need to be. Right, and and just like a guy you're talking about, we talked about like uh, last week or two weeks ago, Adam Ian. Yeah, he said that having the fans made a huge difference. Yes. Just so so we're not it. having the fans, right? So uh, pumping that sound in is going to make a difference. Yeah. So what's going on, on the West Side, man? Ooh, the West Side. <laughs> oh boy. All right, the Bulls. They're on a streak, bro. Oh, a losing streak. I was getting ready to take a nap. <laughs> They're on a two-game losing streak to open up the season, man. This young core can't get it together. They they can score in bunches, and then they fall asleep. They're babies. 
Yeah, they are. Essentially, you, I mean, this is a college squad going out there trying to play with grown men. As it is, with no fans there, it does feel like a CBA game when mm-hmm. no one's there. Yeah. But it, it, it's just hard to watch. These guys, uh, you know, have a 15-point lead and then give up 10 turnovers, you know, and, and now you got a 20-point swing. This is something you're going to hear me say over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. If Pat Williams is a star, he did. Well, he is going to be. They a star. they will completely run on what Pat Williams does because if he can be a star, then they're on their way. If he's just another guy who's on the same level as Zach Levine, who is a one A and not a or a one B and not a one A, yeah, what they need, then I mean, like like I said, we're just we're we're out here playing checkers. Everyone else is playing chess. Right. There's nobody. I'm going to say right. There's nobody on the Bulls right now that can take over a basketball game. No. Absolutely there's not. There's no LeBron. There's no. no KD. There's nobody like that on the no. Bulls. So you have a bunch of C players and B-plus players. Well, and, and that's the thing, too, is that because of how lopsided these teams are in the NBA, we, we were seeing with last week or we were, <laughs> we're arguing with uh, Jay Soto about uh, last week yeah. when I says there's probably about five or six teams every year that you know are going to be in the, in the in the at least in the playoffs and probably in the finals. Oh, yeah. And I mean, we're two two games in, and I'm already looking at the the Lakers and win another title. It's Lakers and, and it Brooklyn. It makes it boring. I mean, I'm it sorry, does. it makes it it makes it boring. It does. It does make because it boring. at least so. I feel like in the '90s, you 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 in your heart as a Chicago, oh. you knew that the Bulls were going to win oh, <laughs> as yeah. long as Jordan was involved. Right. But the the thing is, is that at least every year, even the eight seed was competitive. You know what I mean? Like they weren't just a bunch. It, it wasn't just a team of scrubs that happened to be in that place. There was at least every team had a guy that was at least a, a one or a, a, a one or two punch. Every one of those teams had a superstar, right? And they always Typically. had, and then they had a, a couple B players. So you right. look at the Cavs; they had Mark Price mm-hmm. and Brad Doherty and Ron Harper and all them. Yeah, yeah, they were a tough team. We might have swept them one year or two years, or we, you know, it was a couple games mm-hmm. back and forth. At the, at the most, you saw when you saw like the Jazz with Stockton and Malone. You didn't see these teams with like five stars. No, you but, saw one or two. You know what I mean, right? Uh, yeah, and that was pretty much it. And a bunch of good role players. Now it's just literally the Lakers, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Every Port- three years, they kind of switch up. Uh, LeBron picks and chooses his teammates. You know, I mean, and that's what it is. I mean, you, yeah. There was a. I can recall one time, and I'm not thinking about like the old school Lakers, but I can recall one time in the past like 25 years where you saw um, like three big stars drafted on the same team and play together, and that's OKC when they had Durant and they Harden. had Harden. And they had Russ. That was like, and oh, my had, God. And they had a bunch of good role players had, as well. That that team had, like, Serge Ibaka on yes, it. Like Serge Ibaka was another think, one. Uh, like, Adams was still on that team. Yeah, Steve, I think yeah. it was Steve Adams. Steve Adams, yeah. But, I mean, like, that was one of the few times where you actually saw, like, three potential superstars, who that was, which is exactly what they are now. Yeah. And built on or- the same, organically, right. On, right. And then what happened is that, hey, they started realizing how good they were. Too many eagles. Mm-hmm. Too many cooks. Hard, one kitchen. Too many cooks. Too many <laughs> cooks. <laughs> Too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks. All right, true Chicago sports fans, it is time to pay some bills. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? Oh, hell yeah. It's time for some Bears talk. This is three and out. (laughs) 
All right, boys, another week, another win. It's in the books. We look like we are playoff bound. Ooh. What did you guys think of this week's offense, boys? Um, I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> I can't complain. I mean, it took them a while to really get hot, but once they did, it was it was, you know, all firing on all cylinders. 21. That's 21 points in the third quarter for the Chicago Bears that were led by Mitch Trubisky. That I mean, happened today. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive, impressive. What, what do you say, Will? What's going on with the offensive line? Old line is uh, lathered up, man. Uh, <laughs> we went from, man, we got the worst offensive line in the business to, man, what are we going to do with James Daniels when he gets back? And imagine if we right. draft the right tackle. Like, we, we, went, yeah. we went from there to this. <laughs> so it's like just a couple There's, of adjustments, man, make a world of difference. It's those two names that we were talking about early in the season. And it's Mustafer and it's Alex Bars. All day and long. These two guys, these two guys that are experienced that come from the same school, coming from Notre or Notre Dame. Yep. And they played together and they know each other. And right. Notre Dame is well known for churning out good offensive linemen. And Absolutely. that is what's going on right now. If you, you see like the way that um Montgomery is running the ball, I mean I, I he I think there was at least one or two records that were broken today as far as like Many uh, the the amount of it was five games in a row with a hundred yards, yards and right. a, and a touchdown and mm-hmm. it was another I mean it was two two stats and it was like insane and and I did not think that looking at Montgomery in the beginning of the year that I would ever see anything like this and the fact that he's doing it this late in the season that he's starting to rack up these things he he just uh he just went over the hundred yard or a thousand yard. Uh, benchmark for yeah. the season. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I never thought I would see that this year. So th- this is all due to Bill Lazor. Oh, 100%. He, he moved pe- all the pieces around in the offensive line to make it uh, available for for run a run offense and for Mitch to have time. And so you, you see improvement in Mitch. You see improvement in Montgomery. You see improvement mm-hmm. in, in, in Mooney and Komet. Yes, Jimmy absolutely. Graham is in the red zone. Jimmy Graham is back because last, last time we saw him and we saw him doing well, Beginning of the season with who? Yeah, Mitch. Number 10. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> slow claps, slow claps. Slow claps, slow claps, man. Like I've been saying all along, man, number 10 is not the problem. Mm-hmm. As is easy, easy, you know, what, what you do what you have to do with young quarterbacks, man. Find their skill set, and you just scheme towards it, man. Uh, does Mitch still make a couple of boneheaded throws once a game yes. that just – Yes. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. 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 I, the I, whole defense is on the right-hand side. I, He's like, let me throw it in there. I just watched my second favorite team, which is led by Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Like, just fail completely on three games in a row. And yep. a lot of the times, he was the fault. And he's been in the league since the 70s, okay? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> exactly. it happens. Is it? <laughs> yeah, Ch- Terry Bradshaw retired and Ben, and ben started playing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> any any, any no. dudes that wear the baggy sleeves on their jerseys, uh-huh. man, they've been around since the 60s, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on with the defense? The defense balled out today. What do you, what do you guys say about that? Roquan Smith, you know, Bro, balling out? That's Oof. my guy, Ro, man. I've been, I've been preaching him up all year. I've been oh, talking yeah, about Roquan Smith all year. Yeah, you get another uh you get another linebacker that can run anywhere near as good as Roquan. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see a lot of stuff that 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 would concerns us go away. Like this is this is Trevathan the thing that, literally that I'll can't say right cover now. backs of tight ends. And, oh no, no. And and that's you know, a lot of times, man, uh when when you see anything exploited in the middle of the field, man, they they look at Right at Trevathan. I mean, he's still going to thump you now. 
Let's let's not oh, get yeah. that twisted. But uh, you know, no, I mean, he'll, he, he'll knock you. Yeah, you know his uh his athleticism is a little bit behind him now, and it's unfortunate, man, because it, I mean it's literally due to a bunch of injuries. And you know he's he's definitely not a spring chicken anymore either. So no, he he's he's been around for a while. I mean, he was brought over after he won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning in Denver, and that was how many years ago already? Yeah, yeah. You know, so. but but here's here's the thing I want to say about Roquan real quick. Roquan Smith was a number one overall, a uh, number first round pick. I think number sure. eight overall. Eight, eight overall, but, yes, and sir. He, and he and he was picked by Ryan Pace. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and what this does is, and, and you know, I'm about to do it. I'm about mm. to swoop all the way back around. Yep, because. When you look overall at Ryan Pace's career as a general manager of the Chicago Bears, he has not done such a terrible job that I think he should just lose his job automatically, especially when you see this upswing of what's happening right now. Because the, once they have the coaches in place to actually coach these kids the right way, it looks like they can do their job. So what that tells me is that the, it's, not, it's not the roster. And it's, it's, been, it's been a learning curve. That's right. what it's been. And, and I think the whole, all of them as a whole have a much bigger learning curve um, that they've been through the growing pains of only being together for three seasons. Agreed. You can't build a team by saying you didn't win the Super Bowl this year. Next, let's change everything up. And you can't keep that's because that's what we're doing is we we are repeating this process. Revolving doors. Yeah, the so, door, so if right now everything is working, why shouldn't they keep it status quo going into next year? I, I like that logic, man. Uh, my whole thing was why I was so pro get rid of both of those guys. We if were. They were if they were going to sink the ship with their egos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So somebody talked to somebody that talked to somebody, and <laughs> now you see all these adjustments. Like, hey, let him call the plays. Hey, you may you may still design the plays, mm-hmm. but let him call the game. You saw right, that. Right. You saw some personnel moves. I'm sure maybe uh, you know Ryan Pace came down say, hey, let's try something different on the offensive line, man. We got an excellent old line coach. Let's see what he could do with these young boys out of Notre Dame. Their, their consistency wonders. starting the same line. I think what this is either the sixth or the seventh game in the row where their offensive line has, has been all the same starters. So they have a, a much better co- cohesive unit. And don't forget that there was really no preseason. Right. You know what I mean? So it took it, it, where other teams, especially teams that are more experienced, even Tampa, it took them a little while, but once they started firing, they fired on all cylinders, like they're doing right now, like they did to the, to the damn Lions. Oh the my other god! Day. I mean, was, it's the Lions. But Come it was on. still great to see. So, so I to your point, you you have teams that weren't uh, all together. You had different uh, add additions to them. So when they played the Bears, who've been pretty much together for a while, yeah, they were losing. As soon as those teams got their stride, yeah, that's when we went on a skid. Yeah, and and that's that's exactly right. Is because we were we went from five and one to what five and seven. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it's been such a drastic change because now we're back looking at that optimistic side that we had when we were five and one. Mm-hmm. You know, even when they said, "Oh, this is the worst five and one team in the league," and because we had a lot of really good teams stand out for a long time before they kind of went on their downswing. Right. But it was a it was a race for a while in the very beginning. Now you're seeing the Bears went from really good, or at least good enough. Good, it was good enough. To just everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong, and now they flipped the coin again, win three in a row. Now the fate, their fate is in their own hands. Just like Will said, somebody talked to somebody who talked to somebody. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so it I, came from the I top. have absolutely no problem with that because that's how an organization should work. That's right. Absolutely. So whether, whether it was McC- one of the McCasters who came down to Ryan Pace and said, hey, you need to start doing your job, and then Ryan Pace goes down and says, hey, Nagy, you can't call plays anymore. Right. You suck at that. Right. I mean, it's a chain of command. Exactly. 
So it may, maybe they heard our cries and said, you know what, we've got to fix stuff or you're all going to lose your jobs. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, you, it, it's such because it's like, you know, you've, you've had some success. You know what I mean? So it's like, let's move your ego out the way, man. Like, you got a kid that if you continue to coach him up and do things with his skill set in this manner, and with the run game, that's only going to improve if you, as you add better pieces on the whole line mm-hmm. and more weapons for, you know, for Mitch in a passing game. I mean, the sky's the limit for the offense. You don't need this offense to go out and yes. get 40 a game, even they though don't. they've been able to go out and get 30 and 40 a game. That, like, that was one of the other records yeah. that they had. It, it was the first time since either the 60s or whatever it was that they had, like, so many consecutive games of at least 30 points. Was it? Yeah, and and this is all offense, man. I like to give a, I gotta give a special shout out to Cairo Santos, man. What what a what a find. Stud. It's stud. I, I mean, what a I, I find. Had a, I had an affinity for Eddie Pinero just because we shared a name, but now I'm like, Eddie who? <laughs> if it ain't Eddie B, I don't care, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie B. <laughs> Eddie and Jobo, yeah, all those now, guys are gone. It's like <laughs> since Robbie Gold was here, I haven't felt this confident in the kicker. Like yes. when he takes the field, I'm like, oh, he's gonna nail that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good as gold, uh, right? Yeah, oh yeah, good as gold. The yeah, dude we, we hasn't even good. kicked the ball near the uprights. No, and and Parky already hit a, a bar this year. Well, yeah, every game he misses a <laughs> kick by hitting a bar. <laughs> I don't. I don't every know single how, game. I don't know it's the browniest thing ever. I don't know how that guy. He got a job on the, the Browns. That's how he got the job. I mean, that's what I said. It's the, it was like, of all the Charlie Browns, you're the browniest. Yeah, that, that, that cat is. I don't know. You know, let's, let's pivot real quick. Cody Park, he's not welcome here, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's pivot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, love, love what I'm seeing from the offense, man. Defense. Uh, the only concern I kind of have from the defense, man, is uh, pass rush. I am. A little, I'm yeah. still a little concerned about the pass rush. Uh, Khalil Mack is still getting triple teamed, mm-hmm. and I'd yeah. like to see somebody be able to capitalize off of that. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. somebody's got to capitalize off that, and it hasn't been Robert Quinn. No, I didn't realize he was in the league for as long as he is. He's he's been around for a while. I yeah. didn't realize he was that old. Yeah, since he, the medicine woman was on TV. He's an old thirty year old. <laughs> He's yeah, old that, thirty. Yeah, he's a very. Because I want to say 30. he was. I think he was in the same uh, draft as uh, Cam Newton. Yeah, he's an yeah, old thirty. I mean, yeah, so I mean that that's the thing. So l- let me get. Uh, now that we're talking about both sides of the ball, let me get your grades for today. What would you give the offense? Uh, today, uh, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go ahead and get the offense today, man. Anytime you're able to put up forty, yeah. go go ahead and give it up. Even though you know we kind of go off to a little slow start. You can and just those see all him. offensive points. Yeah, yeah, that's forty. All yeah, offensive it's a, forty. That's too, a true so. forty. Yeah, that's a, a true forty point yeah, game for sure. That's, that's a true forty pack, man. So anytime you're able to do that, man, offense gets a second half. They they knew what it was, man. Let's step on the gas. These dudes shouldn't be on the field with us. Let's they, go. They finally really stepped up in the third quarter. Yeah, and they just put they put it to them to the fact that where you had actual uh, Nick Foles sighting at the end of the game because <laughs> I want to save Trubisky from injury. Exactly. I, I never that, thought I would see that this year. That's a great sign, man, when you, you're bringing somebody in to save. You know what I mean? Right. So you're, you're a starter from injury, man. Uh, so, yeah, all around the board, man. Uh, O-line, so what James, it, everybody. What's your defensive grade this week? Uh, defense got pretty salty in the second half. I think they got chewed out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> some somebody somebody got the barking in that locker room, man, because it's like, hey, man, 
this is the freaking Jaguars, man. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I ain't got much to say. Second half, go out there and, and knock some dudes' heads off, man. And, and they did just that. That that uh, the garbage time touchdown didn't really matter to me. No. So okay, now now that we're speaking of coaching, give us our your coaching grade. Uh, man. And I'm gonna be retroactive with this one, man. Last, 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 uh, last three weeks, man. Coaching gets an A for me, man. I like, I'm liking, I'm liking the adjustments. I'm liking the fact that, you know what I mean. Guys are setting their egos aside for the, for the, you know, for 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 the the overall goal, man. Is that to get to the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Because once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. And and especially if you play the East. No doubt. And this this is definitely a playoff team, man. And we we probably will already have locked up a berth, man. If like oh, yeah. like like we said in week three, uh, we didn't like we didn't like that. That and that was an ego move. That was a hundred percent an ego move. Pulling that's Mitch. what that's why so badly I really want to see just I, I really wish we could just rewind and make that move, keep Trubisky change out to the laser show just yes. at that moment because yeah. I feel like that right there, this season would be so different from that losing streak that we really, it just feels unnecessary. Well, even if you go 500 with those six games, you're 11 and four. Yeah. You're 11 and, and four. You're chase, right, you're chasing <sighs> Green Bay for first place. And, and, and I mean, it's it, that's frustrating. That that lines us stings even more now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but just... <sighs> and so, it's crazy. I, I, uh, I looked at the schedule this year, and I said, look, man, if guys, you know, really, you know, do their thing and, and, and on the coaching staff and we can stay healthy, this is an 11-win team. And my brother thought I was nuts. He was like, 11 wins? I don't, I don't see anything but 8-8. Eight and eight. And I said, no, this is an 11-win team, man. I said, this, I said, you got a nice couple breaks in the schedule in the beginning and the end of the schedule where yeah. you could run up some nice wins. Uh, and then they snuck a couple of wins, you know, like they, they snuck the Tampa win in there, you know, so like there was some the, opportunities. And that's, that was that stepping stone game that we really thought was going to be the one that launched them. Yeah. It yeah. was, a, that was a game where you're like, oh, cool. Now we can just keep going past these other yeah, teams that are cruising. garbage who cruise against, we start playing Green Bay and these other tough teams. Without so, doubt. you know, that, that Foles era was, was our learning curve. It was learning curve for pace. It was learning curve for, uh, Trubisky. Because you got to learn from watching. Well, it's also learning. I mean, Nagy. Nagy like, oh, crap. Na- I guess right. I made the bad move. And, I, and I, I better take care of this before time runs out on me completely. Exactly. And at least exactly. he wasn't just foolish enough to just let it be. And, right. and I will so say this about Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace said, okay, okay, coach. I'm riding with you, man. I'm going to sink or swim with you. We're going to go out here and give this dude $20 million a year. Mm. But uh, uh, I'm glad he also decided to say, hey, man, this dude sucks. We have yeah. to, we have yeah. to go back to Mitch and hand over that clip. That that's the, when we're when I'm talking about pace. That's the other thing is that we we want him to just he struggled with finding a quarterback. But I think I think still to this day, when they drafted Mitch off of what potential they saw, and then they just did not use him properly. You that's uh, that's everyone's fault. That's not the quarterback's fault. That's not the coach's fault. That's not that's everybody's fault. So you got to share right. blame on that and figure it out and get it done. And it seems like they're starting to go in that direction. Right. So so now. We have one game left in the season. Everything's on the table. Uh, Green Bay still has to play the Titans, so right. we're going to take that in consideration as we go. But let's assume that Green Bay wins tonight. Okay, Do you think that Green Bay plays their players against the Chicago Bears next Sunday? 
Nah, they're gonna get those guys a week off, man. Uh, and for more than one, and for more than one reason. That's a hot, that's uh, a hot take to me. No, man, we we disagree. I think <clears throat> I, yeah, I think I, Eric, mm-hmm. you know AA Ron wants to put it to the Bears this every late, time. I mean, this he always wants career, to put it to the Bears, but this these this, this late this in the year, unique. he wants to go out there and embarrass them and be seated by halftime. That's what he wants. It's just, it's a very unique circumstance, though, man. Because I feel like any chance you get a, an opportunity to get these guys away from the COVID protocols for a week and stuff like that. Yeah, but, that, you but that's when these guys get in trouble, though. That's the time. That's the thing. I mean, what I mean is, uh, you know, is you're taking less of a risk by sitting your best players. They're not on the field. You know what I mean? So if I'm the Packers and I, I know I got everything sold up already, I don't want Jones. I don't want Rodgers. I don't no, want none but of you're, those. But you're Adams. thinking you're – I don't Hold want on, none you're of thinking those guys logically. there. Anybody you're thinking, possibly you're thinking like a logic person, yeah. a, a person that uses logic. That's the problem is that you're you're thinking like a person <laughs> or a coach that should be using proper logic. Now you're talking about Aaron Rodgers late in his career. He wants to smash the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that, man. But I also yeah, think and, yeah. he wants to be healthy going into the playoffs as well. And well, I, I think he you know, also he has wants a to do very can to funny on the injury history playing the Bears. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want a chance if I was Aaron Rodgers. I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think they play to embarrass the Bears and knock them out. See, but but he, that's exactly right. They want to, especially Aaron Rodgers, this late in his career, he doesn't know how many how many more times are you going to play the Bears last game of the season with a chance to knock them out the playoffs after yeah. they've come. They made this big swing back. I don't see. know, man. I think Rodgers is like that. I think Rodgers is petty as hell. Hey, I, I mean, I, now, well, I know I wouldn't put it past him, but I'm also looking at the stakes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is, is that's what I You're thinking logically. <laughs> I think he wants that. He wants that double check. But I, I feel like I feel like I feel like Aaron Rodgers is so petty. He would rather knock them out of the playoffs than you know. I mean, what, I mean. In the playoffs. If no, I got you. If yeah, like I'll let, I'll let you. You got this one. Watch what I'm about to do to you. All right. Well, give us your score prediction Oof. for next week. Next week, uh, I think the Bears go ahead and still take care of business with or without Ooh. Aaron Rodgers t- trying to put it to him. If there was ever a chance to get even with those chumps, this this is where you got to show and prove as a whole entire organization. And I believe the Bears come through 27 24. Ooh, 27 24. That's my full, that's my full, if everybody plays score. I got two yeah. sets of scores. Yeah, if exactly. they sit, if I, they, they sit the, the starters, then the Bears will probably win like 31 and 13 or something like that. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm I with like, it because I, I want the I Bears like to win. It either way, you know yeah, what I mean? Want, so I'm good. I'm, we're looking we're, for a Bears win. Here, and it's right. kind of weird, too, man, because I kind of want to see this Jordan Love kid. I want to see what he looks like out there. Just just yeah. on some weird stuff. I don't know. You know what I mean? I want to see Scouting. It. Yeah, I, I just want to see, what, you know, like, holy crap, they got another dude in the chamber. Here we go again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, or, yeah. nah, this dude, ain't, he, he's, he's, he's like, what's the other guy they got rid of already? Uh, Deshaun Kaiser. Kaiser, yeah. Is he Kaiser yeah. or is he... Waiting in the wings, like yeah, I'm going to put it to the Bears for the next ten years too. So as soon as I get my I shot, hope not. so we're going to see. Oh, yeah, we're going to see either way. <laughs> All right, that is our Bears analyst, Ill Brown. Check him out every week for his Bears expertise, and don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, available on all major platforms. Thanks, Will. Yes, Thanks, sir. Will. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Go Bears. That's right, baby.
The True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast will return after a brief word from our sponsor. is the first anime manga company to feature characters of color, bringing a level of flair and authenticity to the genre as a whole. With influences ranging from Japanese manga and animation, Western comics, streetwear, hip-hop, and various forms of cinema, Noir has created a unique style that can be appreciated by the masses. Check out NoirCesar.com for more information. We now return to the year-end finale of the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Uh, yeah, man. Listen, guys, this is our end-of-the-year show. This is our uh, this is our thank you right here. I mean, re- realistically, we're, we're going to be doing Stirring the Pot. Um, but being that it's the end of the year, we have our boy Juan here. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of things that went on this year, some of the blessings, some of the things that, that we've talked about kind of, uh, you know, good and bad and kind of do a little retrospective a little bit. So what you're saying is that time again? It is. It's time for stirring the pot. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. All right, E, what do you got to put the cherry on the top of this shh Sunday of a year? <laughs> this, this crap factory of a year? Yeah, you know, I, I got to keep it clean for the kids. Oh, brother. Oh, oh, please listen, everyone, <laughs> including children. Just give it to your baby. Yeah. Give it to your baby. They love this stuff. Um, so look, end of the year, yes. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Everyone drinks it. Some people don't like it. Champagne, yes or no? The only time I drink champagne is on New Year's. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not a mimosa person, but usually for New Year's, I am at a bar with close friends and... The bar provides champagne, and guess what? I toast with everybody. Mm-hmm. I give everybody a hug. I give the females a kiss. <laughs> I declare that fight up because you like to talk some stuff here. <laughs> so <laughs> I I like to have one glass of champagne a year, and that is it. Every time I'm I'm at a New Year's party and I'm around, there's a lot of uh, glasses of very warm and leftover champagne. Oh yeah, because nobody really likes it. Stop playing. Stop lying to yourself. You oh, don't females like it. Like it for, they don't. You know why? Because they put orange juice in it and they call it mimosa. And guess what? It's Sunday Fun Day now. That's not. That's not. I mean, it's like you, you don't you don't drink straight whiskey that's, if you put it into something. You know what I mean? Like that's not the same thing. We drink so put, we we drink straight whiskey. That's what I'm saying. And tequila and all the yeah. other stuff. You know what I mean? But that's the difference between. What the, what they're drinking and what we're doing is not the same. So, my Great. point is is that no one likes champagne. You don't like it, even if you think you no. No, I like. No, you don't. No, I don't. If you like champagne, it's because you haven't found anything better. No, and, and then people like to be status. Like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. show my status. You like I'm the gonna, bottle, right? I'm gonna buy a bottle of Moet. <laughs> it tastes like. <laughs> Some people like that these days. Hey, tweet strong. It's tweet strong. <laughs> it's, the, it's 2020, Dad. It's 2020. At I mean. least for a little while longer. <laughs> but listen, we, we, we've had some great times, uh, but we do want to acknowledge a lot of people that passed away this year just because it's been such a crazy year in 2020. Um, you know, we go all the way back to January. Right. And we started looking at Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of go down the list of a lot of icons that, that came, um, actually passed away this year. We look at, I mean, this is this is a pretty significant list. Um, we, we look at, like, um, entertainment. You got mm-hmm. Alex Rebecca passed away this year. Yeah, Alex Trebek, yeah. Um, Eddie Van Halen. Um, we had Sean Connery this year and, and Kirk Douglas. 
It's like this 2028, everyone up. I mean, you know, a lot of musicians, Little Richard passed away, Bill Withers passed away. We also had a couple of uh, pioneers um, in our world, in our government, pass away this year. Um, John Lewis passed away, civil rights leader John Lewis. And also Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed this year. That's a big one. She blazed a lot of uh, uh, trails for not even the women's movement, but just, you know, social equality. Um, Let's talk about a couple of these sports uh, figures that passed away this year. Um, we already talked about Kobe a little bit. You know, I mean, that, that was probably the most shocking thing that I had heard in a long time. That was, I woke up to that news and I was just like, this is BS. There's no way. And then it's all over. Every I, I honestly, channel. I thought it was, I thought it was somebody playing a sick joke. Right. Yeah. You know, I thought it was somebody playing a joke and then it really took, I mean, it took about a half a day for me to realize and it really hit me personally in a, in a sore spot because when I heard about how he passed away, I just thought of him tr- just as a guy, as a dad, as trying a to dad, get his right. daughter Prepared. to practice. He's just trying to get his daughter, take his daughter to practice. And essentially that's what it, what happened. And yeah. it's just, you know, they both perished. But I mean, that was heartbreaking. Uh, just thinking about that, because especially the time my daughter was doing her own sports and it, that one really hit me. And I was never really a big Kobe guy for that. I, I always thought he was the closest thing to Jordan that you, we would ever right. see ever again. That, yeah, that's exactly what it was. So you can me. put that, that Jordan versus uh, LeBron debate to bed. Give me Jordan versus Kobe. Any day. Any day. Let's let's talk about some of these guys that uh, are sports figures aside from Kobe. You guys, we've been talking all day about wrestling. Pat yes, Patterson man. passed away this year. Pat Patterson was one of a huge one because, you know, in the 90s, you saw him as one of the Stooges. But if you did your research and watched stuff on YouTube, you can see that he was one of the phenomenal wrestlers. Um, he was a trailblazer. He was like the first gay, openly gay a wrestler. Yeah. Uh, and he really was a producer behind the scenes and helped a lot of careers. Be established, right? No, most notably, be The Rock. David Stern passed away this year, man, and that's a big one. Uh, without David Stern, they would mean no NBA right now. Correct. Last but not least, we we do want to uh, talk about the player that we love the most that that passed away this year, and that's Gail Sayers. Yeah, Gail Sayers is one of the one of the pioneer Bears players. He was probably the first running back that I was uh, aware of. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized that his career was so short, yeah, it made his stats and his stature just shoot up. And I was lucky enough when I was in the banking industry to go to like a charity event and that he was hosting and his charity was was producing and so forth. And I got to meet him, take a picture with him, and he was such a sweet man. Yeah. And he was so excited to see me. And think- I'm like, I'm nobody. Right. And he's like, It's great to see you. Great, thank you for coming. Um, I, I want you to be part of you know the organization and whatever you need you know we can provide for you and he's like I think one of the special things about being a former Bear when you're talking about the charter franchise of, of the NFL is that as a player fans always hold you in high revere and mm-hmm. I think yes. that especially a guy who had such a short career mm-hmm. appreciated the fact that like he still recognized and he still, still recognized and, and, and still put people, on that platform b- because the thing is is that he did he really didn't get to complete his career he didn't no. get to finish no. doing what he had to do and you know the injuries just took that from him now we talked about when, when he originally passed away we talked about him being like the prototype for someone like Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders you know I mean Alvin Kamara yes like this running back who was also kind of had a, a wide receiver's body yes and could do it all yeah. I mean and, and we love Walter Payton I mean you know I'm if, if I'm taking one versus the other, I'm taking Walter. Yeah. But Gail Sears was that dude. If, if Gail Sears had a full career, he eclipses Walter. If, if Well, I don't know about that. 
as being an all-purpose player, I, I yeah, think... Yeah, but you had to put that caveat of all-purpose player. If I'm going straight running back, I'm, oh, no, no, I no. have to go Walter Payton. Straight running back, it's Walter. Walter, like, Walter would knock you out with one of them hard plastic oh, helmets on with his forearm. Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Walter's that dude. No, but Walter, I mean, Walter's like, the dude, yeah. But I'm saying, like, for the all-purpose player, the all-Camaro, the uh, Alvin Camaro kind of player. Yeah. You're looking, oh, at, yeah, you're looking he, at Gail Sanders. He, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, he's, yeah, Gail Sanders, that dude. Sanders, yeah, so um, I'm going to start off by saying thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you to my commercial park people. Uh, these are the guys that I grew up with at commercial park. This is my my childhood friends, <laughs> my my Carlos Lopo, my, my Chris uh, Cordero, uh, uh, just Walter, who listens every week. All these guys that listen every week and, and actually give us feedback. Um, help us out with the show in any way they can. Uh, my Northeastern guys, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick, Thor, uh, <laughs> God of Thunder over there, Elfin Antioch. <laughs> uh, we love you for listening. Thank you for always chiming in, Thank, giving us your feedback. Um, everybody who just comes out. I, I mean, I, I know I'm going to forget some people. And that's that's the hard thing. And that's that. the hard thing. I think my brother who listens, his wife who listens. Um, I can't even, I'm, I'm going to forget somebody, but. I know that everybody who listens and also participates in, in promoting the show mm-hmm. and also providing financial uh, contributions, I really, really appreciate it. I love you guys, and thank you so much. This, I mean, this has been a fantastic ride, considering where where everything started. started because yeah. if, if you don't know, yeah, this go. whole this whole thing started because of the Last Dance. Last and during the Last Dance documentary, if you recall, there was the <laughs> there was a part with the security guard who was beating Michael Jordan at quarters, quarters yep. right? And so he's you know pitching the quarters against the wall, and he's beating him. So I we had just started Instagram because we were in a pandemic. We were looking for more stuff for you guys to be able to see and do. Yep. So we had, I had just started Instagram, and one of the memes that I made myself mm-hmm. was it was says John Michael Wozniak, the only man who ever beat Michael Jordan. Right. Okay. That's how it all started with that that infamous shrug he did the jordan shrug it was like one of the coolest parts of the whole documentary so i made this meme put it on instagram i get a private message hey that's my dad i'm you know he he was just so happy that his dad was out there his son contacted me and says hey that's really cool to see my dad i responded i says hey man would you like to do an interview like would would you be cool with that and i didn't know what we were going to do i thought maybe we could do an article or a blog or something and I says, you know what? We just really started putting this team together. Mm-hmm. I says, Z, can you talk to this guy? Can you do an interview? Yeah, and I was happy to do it. One, because I'm a huge Bulls fan. Second, because the last dance brought so many memories back to me that it, it was just ridiculous to, to relive my childhood and my, and my mm-hmm. teenage years and so forth. So for me to connect with somebody whose dad was actually in yeah. the building, yeah, there knows Jordan personally, and so does he because that was you know Jordan was a, a huge like part of his life. So for me to be able to talk to to, to Nikolai was was an honor, really, and, and it was great, and, yes. and and it was so tricky too because we were still you can see now we're still trying to fumble with some of this equipment we're still getting used <laughs> to it you know uh, you know this this late in the game on, on episode twenty five yeah I mean that that literally was a uh, uh, I think I, it was recorded off your phone maybe yeah I did a what, what's it called I, I did FaceTime I did yeah. a FaceTime and then I had my iPad recording the audio yeah so I mean and, and I think we had to do like a take two and all this stuff yeah and it was just just the way it came out so really we want to we want to go ahead and thank our guests. As we go down the list, you got Nikoli uh, Wozniak, you got uh, 
Isaiah, Isaiah Velasquez, mm-hmm. thank you very much with all the wrestling stuff. We'll have him back on pretty soon. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, the, the the female champ, Jessica McCaskill. Yes. Caskilla. Watch out for her next fight. It's coming up pretty soon. She's got the rematch. Yeah, she and, and she was really cool. We actually got to see her in person. So we yes. got an autograph. Uh, I got an autographed picture and a boxing glove here up, yeah, in, up here in the studio. So, yeah. And then we also spoke to uh, Jose Shorty Torres. Oh, that was one of my favorite talks. I mean, this this guy's so charismatic. Oh, he, he and, and he was awesome, and and just the way he like told us his story as he went along. Yeah, and it made a lot of sense because you know we we grew up in you know very similar neighborhoods because right. he was a little bit down the street, up a little bit north than us. But uh, knowing all his uh, experience was awesome. We also had Gabe Ramirez from B96 on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a little bit of technical difficulties getting all this stuff going on. <laughs> we missed a lot of audio, but uh, we'll get that out soon to you. Uh, he was a uh, Lane Tech alumni, and uh, it's always good to talk to Lane Tech alumni who's actual, uh, also succeeding. Yeah, and 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 in kind of in the same uh, you know business, if you want to call it that, what we're doing right now. Yeah, you know, uh, we also just had uh, Mikey O on. Mikey O, the comedic genius, producer genius, actor genius. Um, he's one of my uh, I want to say mentors. I want to say that. That I'm gonna say that. You know, he's listening. Yeah. Um, I just like the way he does business. He's a very genuine person, a very loving person. Uh, right now, because of the pandemic, there's no comedy shows, uh, but he's willing to help out the community, help out small businesses, because if you look on his page, he's going to small businesses and eating at their place and promoting yeah. them. And, and he's he's fantastic at that. Um, s- since, since we had him on, I've talked to so many people who says, you know, I have a friend of mine who went to, I went to school with, and she says, oh, you know, me and my husband were going to, I, I think, Cuba, she said. Yeah. And she goes, I reached out to him, and because he had been there, you know, we knew, hey, you just wanted some tips. He took us out to lunch. He talked, you know, talked to us all about it. Uh, my boy, uh, Louis Corona over at Alejandro's, we went and got some lunch today. Yes, we did. He was talking about how, uh, uh, how he knew him yeah. and how he, he worked with him. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, he he's awesome. I can't I can't wait to uh, to work with him again. Another person that we had on this year is was, Ozzy Gian Jr. Yeah, there baby. You go. I, you've been waiting for oh, it to yeah. announce that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a fun, that was a fun talk, and it was really cool to see the inside of him and really what was going on with Ozzy when the when the uh, the White Sox were going through their managerial search. Yeah, it, it's a great uh, experience to hear what's going on behind the scenes, get that first person perspective of what's going on behind what's going on with uh, the family, mm-hmm. the organization, and then uh, him being able to talk baseball. He has his own show, Being Gian, mm-hmm. uh, and La Vida Baseball, and they talk about all things about baseball. So he's a very knowledgeable person, and uh, it was great to have him on. It, it was a lot of fun to have someone that was so close to the organization tell us some stories about uh, Jerry and talk about Ozzy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had our friends on too, though. We had uh, my my buddy from uh, the Viper Softball. We had Tom, Tom Geiger, Geiger on. Yeah, he was fun. Our our hockey expert. Yeah, because we we don't know what the heck we're talking no, about. No, we don't know what the puck we're talking about. But here's the thing: <laughs> <laughs> on episode three, our very first guest as a as a team here, yeah, was our, was our boy, our producer Jay Soto. Jay Soto, yeah. So that was a pretty good one because. We have, we're coming off the, the high of having Michael Wozniak, and then, you know, I reached out to Isaias, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we got to have another show. And then the long gone summer shows yeah. up, and I'm like, all right, Eve, we're doing this together, right? He's like, yeah, all right, cool. Who else can we have? <laughs> and they're like, oh, 
Jay used to work at Wrigley Field. He did. He did. And it, it just popped in the back of my head. Yeah. And, and this and, and again, you got to remember, this thing was really in its infancy still. We still, I mean, even at this point, we're still trying to figure this out. So excuse yeah. the technical difficulties as we go along. But the, the thing is, is that we really just were like, all right, we got to make a show. We want to talk about Long Gone in Summer. Who can we have for a guest? Because we already had two guests at that point. You're right. And I says, look, hey, Jay used to work at Wrigley when we all went to Lane. Mm-hmm. And I says, hey, would you want to come on? So as we were talking, I says, you know, we're just looking for someone that can produce and edit the shows for us. And he literally sent me an emoji of a guy raising his hand. And he's like, hey, pick me, pick me. It was like, welcome back, Cotter. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. So, I mean, like, he came on. He made us a great, great theme song. He's been doing all our editing, you know. He did the Chicago baseball song. Remember that? He did. Yeah, absolutely. That was amazing. Baseball. Yeah. I think for the opening day, he did a song there. I mean, like, he, he's been really phenomenal, and, and uh, it's been a pleasure working with him. We've been friends for 25 years, so to have him as part of our family doing this is, has been really great. Yeah, yeah, it really has been great. And it really, kind of really just started at the reunion. Yeah, yeah, we had our we had our 20th uh, reunion for Lane last year. Yeah. We're on the summer of George Boat, and yeah. that was a lot of fun. Look at that. Look at, look at the coincidence, summer yeah. of George. Yeah, I know. That's what it was this year. But, but. But here's the thing is that when I think about who I'm going to thank, I think about everyone that's involved here. I think Big Z for being a part of what I try to turn true Chicago sports fans into. Um, we kind of grew it yeah. uh, from the beginning because he was always interested in sports. And as we went along, I was like, it was like Zuazo Sportsnet. <laughs> yeah. This is what happened on the Blue Jays today. And I'm yeah. like, all right, if I'm going to get someone that's that interested in like kind of reporting what's going on, I'm going to bring someone in that I know they can do the job. So as we went along, I brought in Z. Um, I brought in Mike Logic, who's a, the biggest uh, basketball fan I've ever yeah. met in my life. Oh, I mean, yeah. He knows more that. He he, I've he's forgotten more than I've ever known. Yeah, he knows the air pressure and uh, LeBron James balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we, we brought in uh, Mike Logic and Ideal from uh, Shine Native Entertainment. Uh, we brought in Ill Brown and and his company Noir yeah. Caesar yep. and Villain Radio Studio. So I mean, we're just getting bigger and bigger, and hopefully in the next year we we will just keep growing. Yep. Uh, along with your support, we we really appreciate you. Appreciate you. I'm looking at you, Steve Martin, for listening every week, and. Uh, and we appreciate y'all. I, I do. I do gotta give a, a, a special thank you though. All right, go ahead. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, who puts up with us in my basement every Sunday, making noise, drinking our beer, and hanging out, and like just talking about the Bears, because she knows that this has become a passion project of mine and ours, and yes. what we've been doing here. So you know, she's been really great about the whole thing. You know, I, for years I worked every Saturday. And mm-hmm. yep. I've been blessed this year to not only change change professions, but been able to like do it in the middle of a pandemic when people are losing their jobs. I, I took the choice to leave one job for another, and that doesn't happen very often, especially when other people are just sitting there trying to find work to begin with. That's very true. So, you know, now that I have Saturdays off, <laughs> my Sundays are locked up. Yeah. So, you know, she's been she's been fantastic through this whole thing, you know. Um, but yeah, thank you, Kim, for for putting up with this whole thing. Yeah, thanks, Kim, for listening too. I know you listen. <laughs> she does. She'll be like, you know that thing you said. Like, oh yeah, ah. I see her on Facebook. She posts all the stuff. <laughs> well, she she's got her shirt uh, in in her uh, profile picture. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, y'all. Happy New Year, everybody. We love you all for listening. Thank you so much. Um, you know, don't forget to check us out. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right y'all that's it for today thank you for listening happy new year everybody um if you like what you're here remember to give us a review and five stars on your favorite listening app don't forget to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned as we continue to bring you more content when we go live after these bears games on facebook check us out share us uh hopefully we have some funny to say uh but we do love interacting with you guys so please drop us a line and as always a big thank you to our sponsors nor caesar villain radio studios and grit clothing company don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code truefan15 for 15 percent off of your entire order shout out to ronesh who makes the beat for our intro and shout out to our super producer jay soto who is on the intro you want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter, where our ultimate sitcom tournament continues into the new year. Uh, don't forget to find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We do want to hear from you guys. You can find us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out the All Net Podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal. Brand new episodes every other Monday coinciding with the NBA season. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode 26. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. I'm a man. Goodbye, 2020. Oh, God, please. (laughs) 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 And now... A brief montage of some of the funniest moments caught on air. On behalf of Big Z and E-Rock, this is your super producer, Jay Soto, signing off for 2020. Thank you to my beautiful wife and my beautiful daughter for putting up with me and all of our supporters. We love you all. A man. That's a full-grown man right there, okay? Yeah. Super dog got a big fat hot dog. Lover boy. Hi, I'm, a, I'm Alex Touch. Like, whoa. Please don't. Lover boy. I get punched in the head too much. I can't remember. Rolling. Yep, that's on there. (laughs) (laughs) That's real. You have a lot of incest holes in this house. There's some 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 holes in this house. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture lodge. Nature. Always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.